0: luke byron tom kennett alex jones and jack harper it's the spitballing pod i'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody you know we've been fighting for one and still fighting to this day to this day Surprise, motherfuckers. Back out to Alan. His three-pointer. Bang! I'll take a bow, son. I mean that.
1: Take a bow. And and I'll tell you,
0: honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it.
2: Listen, I ain't going to forget about this by the time we get the motorway. Some might Welcome to episode 130 of the Spitballing Pod, I'm Luke Byron today joined by Jack Harper and we do have TK coming a bit later, quite uh, uncharacteristic for him to be late I know he'll Falling be asleep. Uh, yeah last time we said someone was coming later it was Jack and then <laughs> seconds later we knew he wasn't coming but I have had assurances from TK that he will be here shortly so we'll just have a bit of a ramble until uh, he gets here. If it does feel rushed today, and hopefully it doesn't, we do have Monday night football tonight, so we'll have to cut some things out, I'm sure, because there's no point in us ranting about United for them to go and win 8-0 or for us <laughs> yeah. to say how good they're looking and then them to lose 8-0 tonight. So I heard
1: an incredible stat that the last team to win at You against Wolves was Crystal Palace back in February. And in that time, they faced Chelsea, Man City, yeah. Liverpool and United. And obviously, United played them three times last year and <laughs> didn't beat them either any of those three times. So I'm quietly optimistic for Man United to go down in flames tonight. Well, I
2: saw a headline which looked ridiculous at first, I was thinking, but then actually made a lot of sense where they said, like, United have bought Harry Maguire to beat teams like Wolves. They haven't beat him expecting to go to the top of the league. They've beat them to cut out these ones where teams are going to punt it in the box and yeah. try and beat them ugly. Yeah, So some news I saw today, and I'll make sure I precurs anything you hear now, put allegedly in front of it, because (laughs) this is one of those internet things. So one of the biggest YouTube stars in the world, True Geordie. I don't know if you've searched his name on Twitter today. Uh, No, I haven't. I'll encourage anyone that has, because I'm not going to quite go into too much detail. But if you search his name on Twitter today, then uh, you can see what goes on there. So essentially, it does look fake, but it's one of those things where the internet really doesn't care once the story's out of there. Yeah, it takes so, grasp hold of the tape. Yeah, So someone has uh, shared some, apparently, Instagram DM screenshots that he doesn't want anyone to see. Right. And it's all these things that he's going to sit on, and all these things he wants people to do to him and uh, all sorts. Right. <laughs> Crossing uh, racial borders and there's really...
1: So is this from someone famous or is this... This um, is some
2: like random account has tweeted saying, uh, this is just the start, you know there's more. So
1: it's a bit like the gay footballer thing, which turned out to get so much traction and everyone was really But they've
2: literally just, it's got his name at the top with the little official thing and it's just a back and forth conversation. (laughs) So, I mean, I know we are marked as explicit on the podcast, but there is only so far I am (laughs) willing to put my voice over. So if you are... uh, under the age of, we'll say 30 here, because I don't know how uh, some people will feel about these things. If you're <laughs> under the age of 30, don't search this. But if you are uh, <laughs> over the age of 30, so Jack, I'll let you be the one that isn't uh, 30. So if you have a <laughs> scroll through these, then you can right. know the basic Just You don't don't read them out, but you'll know just so you know the lines that we're on when I say this. And yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so if you scroll, it gets worse. But basically... Uh, It's one of these things where... Oh, my God. Nobody now cares if this actually happens. Oh, my God. Some of these. Yeah, this now is going to be under all the comments. Yeah. (laughs) I've just got
1: to one. (laughs) Sorry, uh, carry on.
2: This now is going to be under all of the comments of his videos. It's going to be anywhere he goes, someone is going to say, or at least it's just going to be, is Is, that true?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like the Garrelnik and on pitch thing. he he actually
2: did do that. (laughs) No, I know he did.
1: (laughs) But he can't tweet anything now, and even to the point where he started making fun of it himself, but then people still take the piss out of it.
2: Yeah, but this It's like uh, the fella that was kicked out of Love Island right at the start this year. Within the space of 10 minutes of the tweet saying that he'd been removed from the villa, he'd had a wank in the pool, he'd shat in the pool. yeah someone had been racist to him and he'd punched them. And then when the story came out that he'd accidentally kicked a girl in the groin, that actually didn't seem as outrageous compared to the others. Yeah,
1: so it's kind of dampened it yeah, down. But our there's still
2: this conspiracy, like, did he shit in the pool and they just didn't tell anyone? So this is now... Well,
1: if you remember secondary school, I mean, I think we must be going back to year nine now, is who shat in the urinal. Yeah. And this must have happened in pretty much every secondary school <laughs> well, there's, ever there's a in, whole in the UK. South Park episode. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's it's what was the rumors he wasn't i think he was the one don't who got sh- the baby names it. on here. i'm gonna oh, no. i'll blank the name out so <laughs> if anyone
2: I don't want us getting sued but I, the, <laughs> the the thing here is that we know what happened because there was people who had like facebook profile pictures with the shit in the urinal yeah. so it absolutely did happen but these so, are these things where <laughs> friendships end just from a rumor like they were i remember there being uh two kids at school who uh, started becoming <laughs> round the, mates. Around the bike sheds. And yeah. literally the most <laughs> obvious fake rumour ever <laughs> being two people in an old boys' school around the back of the bike sheds. Yeah. Bear in mind, you couldn't get around the back of the bike yeah. sheds. It was literally against the wall. That's
1: what made it fun. It was like the abandoned swimming pool.
2: But I remember, like, they stopped being friends because any it was like...
1: This happened, yeah, <laughs> like round the bike shift. and it was around the time everyone had discovered Devo as yeah. well. So, there was that Donnie Soldier song, which is obviously round the bike shit Have you seen what's happened
2: with him now? Yeah, he was yeah. his
1: primary school teacher, and he got sacked because he was MC Devo. Yeah, but I then, mean, he's an actor,
2: like, yeah. But this is another thing. So, I'm in a forum on Facebook, which I've checked very rarely, but it's like a UK battle rap one, and usually they just post all the up to date ones. You see all sorts of people on there. So it put me you off do, going yeah. anywhere near an event yeah. when I see some of the people on there. But So someone's posted on there saying, uh, with some of the things that get said in battle rap, uh, none of you better become teachers because this could come back to haunt you. Someone's like, someone said to her after, and you can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't remember this. Someone said, You do know we used to talk about shagging cats. And I was like, I Did he? I,
1: oh. Yeah, I've never. I've, and I mean, then, I I would call myself quite a devil connoisseur. Like, I've watched all the videos. I love them to bits. But I can never yeah, well, remember Someone else has cats. said on
2: there, like, fair play, man, you, you you might be right. And if that's the case, then I, I guess so. But I don't remember that at all. Now, like, well, if you're okay with people talking yeah. about shagging cats, then that's on you. But I wouldn't <laughs> want them teaching my kids. And I thought, this quite literally has gone <laughs> from, like, Absolutely. this could have happened to, because even if he said it in a in a parody video, yeah, they were like, you do know these people often echo the people they are in real life. So he probably would have done that.
1: I, I mean, Devo is... like If you actually listen to the interviews when he's not yeah. being Devo, you can be further away from it. But at the same time, you know, with kids and phones and like, yeah. access to the internet these days, if you have a video of your teacher kicking a pigeon <laughs> and then saying, is it dead? I mean, he's going to be mocked for the rest yeah, of his life. But
2: this spiralled all the way down to... The last comment I saw when I thought, this is too much for me to even, someone said, uh, it's on you mate, but I think if someone's willing to touch a cat, they're willing to touch your kids. <laughs> oh, this. So it spiralled I mean, from him being a parody act to yeah. he definitely touches kids.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is another gripe that I have with Facebook, so I, I follow this um, paedophile hunting ring thing called Trap, <laughs> and, I fo- and I find their videos absolutely fascinating because you can see... Like, when they actually entrap yeah, someone. Yeah, I do. I do.
2: like watch
1: And, these. like, half the time, you know there's something wrong with the yeah. people. And they're just having go, do you think it's wrong? And it's this guy with, like, an inside-out <laughs> farm foods bag with, like, a Man United shirt on, and he's, like, 45. And you just know the type. But then you come across a gem where it's actually, like, a cognitive normal person. But the problem I've got is now is that everyone on Facebook between the ages of 40 to 50 now think they're some sort of pedophile hunter. <laughs> And it came down to it the other day, and there was this kid, there's this bloke that we know. He just
2: got here and doesn't know what he's walked into. Yeah, right. So
1: we're talking about pedophile hunting rings, TK. And shagging Um,
2: shagging
1: cats. And shagging cats. So, yeah, naturally, as you do. But there was this one where there's this kid that I'm not going to name drop, obviously, for (laughs) obvious reasons, but he works in primary schools to help disadvantaged children. And because he's posted about saying, I'm so happy with the work I've been doing, and X, Y, and Z, there's this 45-year-old woman that barely knows how to use Facebook. It's a typical type that's got the, the... Even though she's a, a paedophile hunter, she has the photo of her two young boys as her display <laughs> photo. That type of person we're talking about. And she excuse, it, accuses him of being a paedophile because he's talking about... It. And it's like, get a grip. That like There should be, like, an age bracket, or, like, you know, there's cycling proficiency, yeah. or, like, a perception. There should be a test to take to see if you're fit to be on social media. Because going back to the comments you were saying, well, I actually post, uh,
2: didn't do uh, cycling proficiency because I was worried I'd fall off. If I had to cycle <laughs> with, um, I thought you had to cycle with no hands. Like this was a myth that this was this was a myth that circled around our school. You had to have to cycle with no hands, and I was like trying, to, I was like no. trying to practice it in the garden. I couldn't do it, and I was like, well, I'm not going to fall over in the road in the middle of everyone. I'm just not going to do this. Talking about
1: cy- cycling proficiency, like I don't understand when kids do wheelers. Like, who are they doing that for? And every time that I see someone do that, I want them to get hit by a car.
2: Yeah, I tweeted and I've never seen someone do a wheelie and not wanted them to fall off. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, it's always through a Tesco car park as well. Like, around, like, kicking out school time and they're, like, showing off in front of the girls. And the best time I've ever, ever seen is a kid eating a bag of chips no, like while cycling no-handed. And he crashes into a lamppost and chips go everywhere. And that was one of the top five moments of my life. my life, I think. <laughs> Just is, to finally see some twat gets come up. Has
0: anyone ever told them it was impressive? Because they all look so sure that it is, but i am not known man or woman say, oh, wow, that was really impressive. Do I'm, that again. I
1: mean, disclaimer, I may or may not do this. So if I do do this, this this, this, this is an admission of guilt. But I do really want to just give a little nudge with the car as a good balance. Like back wheel, or like one of those standard American films where you throw a stick and it goes in their spoke and you just fucking bail. <laughs> we, That'd be brilliant.
2: At the Arsenal game on Saturday, we were walking down to the ground and we saw this bloke in, I, I think it was a Merc, but I'm not great with cars. Essentially, he had a flashy car. Yeah. And you know what it's like with football fans all trying to walk down to one place and there must have been this slightest gap in the traffic and he's tried speeding through and showing off. Yeah. Um, we were a bit further back and all we've heard is uh, this crash and <laughs> we assumed he's crashed in front of the car. He's crashed into a bollard oh, no. on the side of the street, but like completely like smashed in the front of his car. Oh my and God. it was one of them where the wheel had bent, so he couldn't drive off. So he was and, just stuck. But this was about half an hour before kickoff. So he has all football fans just jeering him oh, on the way past, just laughing God. because he's tried showing off to get past I mean, in his car. if there's a
1: set of people that you don't want to fuck up in front <laughs> of, it is football fans. Like they are ruthless. Yeah. And I can, ima- I can only imagine some of the things that's being hurled at him. So,
2: just to catch you up, TK, if you, you might want to listen back, uh, the <laughs> the true Geordie fella, you know, the YouTube guy, yeah. he I don't know if you searched I his name on Twitter today. Yeah, know. so, and I was just saying that, like, no matter whether that's true, that's now following him. <laughs> yeah. Jack's actually mm-hmm. named someone from our school who was apparently the one who was shitting the Iraner, so I'm going to have to blank that out <laughs> later just so uh, we don't get any kind of uh, prosecution I on mean, our hands. I
1: mean, but- what kind of lawsuit is that going to be? <laughs> what am I going to stand to lose? I need like public liability insurance. It could that.
2: be that, but at the same time, if I have to tell people we've been taken off iTunes because uh, someone's <laughs> complained that we outed them as being the one that shitting the the <laughs> Which happened 10 years ago.
0: <laughs> then that would be a story, but yeah. not a great one we had are on a shitter as well. What's the chances? Yeah.
1: The, this, this is what I said. People. This is what I said. I said, like, lit, there has to be every
0: secondary school we in said the it UK. it was so
2: common that South Park literally had an episode yeah. trying to track down and that went into a 9-11 conspiracy theory. Yeah. So that was how big it was.
0: <laughs> we had one in primary school. <laughs> They'd get his uh, run and they kept getting us in together in the hall and, like, saying, like, look, you can't be doing it. And we all knew who the kid was. Yeah, I, I admired yeah. the solidarity that no one did write him out, even though he was a proper weirdo. Everyone knew. Uh, was, no, but.
1: it's exactly the same thing happened. I don't know what it is. I mean, that was when I discovered what the word faeces was. <laughs> because someone said there's someone had smeared faeces all over the toilets. And I was like, what's faeces? It was, was like year four me trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. And we've got some sadistic twat we in our midst.
0: Oh, someone's pooed in the urinal, not the cubicle. And we're like, what's the urinal or a cubicle? And sit down and stand up to it. Oh, okay, got <laughs> yeah. you, got you. Yeah.
2: So this has been 13 minutes I didn't expect when TK said to start without him. So maybe... Yeah, never like be to late to again, please. <laughs> but anyway, so we got a couple of features that we started last week. The first one being things that we have watched in the past week. I think I touched on it last week with... Do we talk about Gone Girl last week or was that just in our group chat? Did we speak about Gone Girl I don't Girl think we week? did,
1: no. Gone Girl is good, yeah, but like I don't think we chat. spoke so about it.
2: Essentially, a, po- a podcast we listened to we've mentioned before, they were doing kind of a recap of it, so I decided yeah. to watch that back, and I knew that she was sadistic, but little things you pick up on, like, a second watch that, I mean, there's some things you wouldn't watch back, but then when you have watched them back and you pick up on a slight other details. Yeah.
1: It just goes to show the way the woman's mind works <laughs> sometimes, and you back them into a corner.
2: Well so, we've, we've all seen, obviously, and won't give any specific spoilers here because for most I would say look if you've not seen it by now and this is even including with what I said last week then you can't really blame if you do stumble across it but this is one where you can't really watch it if you know the spoiler because that is literally right yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. but do do you two like the ending or do you hate the ending because it seems people are like
1: I mean she's pretty fit
2: completely (laughs) one way or the other apparently the author this was her like when she sold the like rights, was like, you can't change the ending. Hmm. So this was like a so yeah yeah yeah. I mean, yeah. but for a film standpoint, it would have been far more satisfactory to go the other the way. The other way, yeah, yeah definitely. But, no, I agree. I actually quite mm. I, I quite like it.
1: I quite like it because it adds that kind of what's the worst case scenario here yeah. for me. I mean, the I, stuff that, that that Ben Affleck goes and, through in that film,
0: and there's too many. Like films, I think where like the person who wrote the original, th- who wrote, so I'd say, yeah, um, the original thing comes out later and says, "Oh, I didn't like that. That wasn't what I did." So yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So yeah. I think sticking true to the story worked in that case.
2: Game of Thrones actually irritated me more because he waited for it to finish and went, "By the way, I'll write the ending. Everyone wants to know, and you can get it in books in like yeah. a couple of years' time." Yeah, yeah. yeah. fuck you. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not what we're here no, for. I also he literally dilly
1: dallyed around for fucking yeah. ages. Ages and ages and let them take it over.
2: So straight after Gone Girl, I watched um, Harold and Kumar get the munchies or go to White Castle, depending on where you're from, straight after.
1: Yeah.
2: Not even putting the two together, that you have two very different Neil Patrick Harrises over, yeah. over, yeah. over
1: the two films. <laughs> yeah. i tell you a good film that I watched this week. is called A Time to Kill. And it's one of those that has slipped through the net because... I was looking. I was with the missus looking for something to watch, thinking, well, what what, what is there that we haven't already seen? And then we see something flash on Amazon Prime: Samuel Jackson, Matthew McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, Keifer Sutherland, and Donald Sutherland, amazing. all all in one film. And I was thinking, how have I not watched this? And it is amazing. It it is as good as that billing suggests. It's about. Again, won't give too much away, but it's very graphic assault of like a young black girl in the deep south in Mississippi, and it's about a white lawyer that then has to take over the case as it develops. But it is worth the watch; it's pretty powerful.
2: Maybe we'll take a turn as a podcast soon and go our own way, and we will give spoilers whenever we mention a film. Yeah, I think that will be our little like twang. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, spoiler alert! Wait, no, hang on a minute. (laughs) Have some of this. I mean, it was it came out like 1995, so yeah. I think we're well past the threshold. Also, there.
0: Obviously, we won't do any spoilers, and then we'll drop the spoiler <laughs> immediately but, yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Fuck people. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was going to say with like Harold and
2: Kumar, my thinking was that you don't really get any like classic comedies anymore. You get one every couple of years, like yeah. you had. The last one that really gets hype is being like a classic comedy is Bridesmaids. That is the last one that really and, got hype,
1: and that was like a copy of The Hangover, essentially. But not so, as
2: good. Yeah, now it is literally like here's a film with all men, we're gonna redo it.
1: Yeah. Like Ocean's Eight. <laughs> yeah. Literally like Ocean's Eight.
2: I mean there's the one that's just that comes out Friday called Good Boys and it's by Seth Rogen and they say it's like super bad for twelve year olds, but yeah. there's like, but like now, still, a there? list of films that is like So and So Does Super Bad. Yeah. Like there was the, Superbad
1: is cult. Yeah,
2: well there was the, I forgot what it was called, um there was like the female one of that blockers yeah and it had john cena in it and you can say this is sexist is, is that
1: the drug dealer john cena am i, am I thinking uh, of yeah i word? believe it was yeah. yeah but yeah
2: i was like cringing during it like yeah. if i if it was boys saying it, i probably would have laughed but whether it's sexist or not yeah. it was a weird watch to say the least yeah. sean loved it yeah. But I mean I get, laughed, but it was it was just a weird experience. Don't get me wrong, Brian
1: Spades, there are parts of it that I find funny. But there's parts of the Hangover. I like I rewatched the Hangover films not that long ago actually, thinking this was cult when I was in year ten. Everyone had it for Christmas. Everyone thought it was wicked. It was the film to watch. And I watched it back and thought you know what, actually, these are good films. Yeah. They are good comedies. Usually, they weren't overhyped no. for the time. They generally stand up like, now.
2: Like Bridesmaids, it's like nearly two and a half hours long for a comedy, oh, yeah. so you can't rewatch. No, that because no. by that point, it's like, oh,
0: this is a bit much now.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, perfect comedy is like, what, one hour, 45 to two hours, get your laughs in, that's you done.
0: Visiting Sean the other week, actually, there was a brief moment we ended up watching, just on TV, a bit of um, the Hangover Part 3. Yeah. And we were actually thinking, you know what? That didn't get enough love. Because as much as it wasn't yeah. as good as the first two, it wasn't as good as the first two, but it was still yeah. a good, funny film. And we was like, like, I'm laughing a bit more than I thought I the, remembered the, it. The thing I, that, didn't, I hadn't remembered it fondly. And I thought it's better than I thought. I totally
1: agree. Because the thing that cracks me up... It's more
0: of up, a heist film than a comedy film. No,
1: The thing that cracks it's me up the most, the funniest thing in Hangover 3 is when they're riding that boat in the end and they crash into the... We've gone into, all in, immediate spoilers. Into the bank. <laughs> and then he throws the anchor out as he's crashed into the bank. I mean that that will get I don't even loud think I rewatched it. Always. I
2: think I watched it at the time and was
0: like these two and three shouldn't be associated with the first. One. Well, I think you should rewatch I, it. I think saying yeah. that about 2 is deeply offensive as yeah. well. If it's not for the fact that the first is the original, I might make the case that the second's better as I mean, a film.
1: I, I, I mean, it, if if you're going to say I that mean, about actually, a
0: ha- as a film as a standalone film, I do think it's actually better. It's just that the original is the original. Yeah.
1: And the thing is as well, if you're going to go down that route, Every Star Wars film is the same, apart from like the solo story. But we love them all.
2: I prefer the... I was going to say the newest three. I prefer um, Phantom Menace, that trilogy, to the original,
0: so people will slate me for that. (laughs) What the
1: hell is wrong with you? I mean... That's disgusting. That's almost, that's borderline blasphemous.
0: You preferred the Batman films with George Clooney and them over you know, uh, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> the Dark Knight Rises <laughs> stuff. <like> Batman, <laughs> Batman and Robin was a great
2: film with Poison Ivy and Batman Begins was a terrible film.
0: So, Mr Freeze.
2: Yeah, Mr Freeze, <laughs> that was a great film. Yeah, Mr yeah, Freeze, yeah. They didn't see the Kling film on the lips coming. Has, has anyone
1: seen that tweet where someone's created a bot and told him to watch a... Th- yeah, I never know
2: if he's a true or not. It, a, like, does this actually happen? Like- yeah,
1: you can create bots to watch Christ. films, and then create new Batman films. Have you seen it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I've read this back, but so, I thought someone just made it so up. No,
1: so the transcript of it, he's, he's told this bot to watch a thousand hours of all the Batman movies, and then make his own Batman film. And there's some hilarious things in that. In that, just It's like a manuscript of what, like three, three sheets? quite like the
2: Lego Batman movie. And I went into that not expecting much.
1: See, so I've never actually watched it. Watch
2: that at the cinema. Is it like, I, <laughs> oh, oh on. on a Friday night?
1: I, I completely forgot as well that film that I said has got Kevin Spacey in it as well. Which I'm, a, I'm a massive fan of Kevin Spacey. I mean, <laughs> you prefer? I you mean,
2: prefer Kevin Bacon.
1: Kevin Bacon? No, I'm, I'm a Kevin, Kevin Spacey kind of guy.
2: He said that like he considered it for a yeah, second. <laughs>
1: no. I mean, pretty weird, dude. <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, allegedly, weird dude.
0: Yeah,
1: Maybe he's going to turn up on some like Facebook live stream. <laughs> someone's like, not, someone's <laughs> knocked on his front door. Lives in a council of State in Essex now.
2: I feel like this could be a whole another episode. I will just give a quick, <laughs> we digress. I will give a little nod to that video he dropped around Christmas, where he was like in character, <laughs> yeah. but he wasn't. So the, f- was the no, uh,
1: that that I couldn't watch. I mean, I watched <laughs> I watched House of Cards right, and I I've th-
2: not watched the latest season. I thought
1: it was brilliant, absolutely fantastic. I thought he was a great yeah. character. And then I try to re-watch it with um, his wife as the lead. I've not even watched and it. And it just isn't as good. But then he drops, because he's been killed off in that. Then he then, again. Well, yeah. Well, no, he got killed off because of the alleged kind of yeah. whatever went on with him and all that kind of stuff.
2: True Geordie podcast. Yeah. Host.
1: But he then posts a video on Instagram as the president, yeah, yeah. as if he's still alive in character. And it's just like the weirdest, cringiest thing I've ever seen. So, yeah, it kind of gets marked I down. I enjoyed for
0: that. it in a sadistic way. Yeah, I, I did. And in that, he's saying like uh, about how he was like a bag. guy and you loved every minute of it. And yeah, I yeah, like, oh, yeah. I don't know about this, yeah. man.
1: I don't know <laughs> That ain't it, Chief. <laughs>
2: Last thing I'll say I did start Mindhunter yesterday season 2 don't know if anyone else well, has watched d- yeah, that I, I, I won't give spoilers, you know, spoilers no, <laughs> no
1: yeah do not give me spoilers it, that. It,
2: it's 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 very dark like very dark I mean the
1: first one's pretty
0: dark
2: yeah but like you it, get into kids in this one.
1: Oh, no Kevin yeah, spacey I'm, I'm, it's Kevin spacey I'm, in it <laughs> yeah I'm three
0: episodes in but it is good I feel like we're, like, I don't know, like a few key words away from getting pulled. I feel like yeah, same, yeah, like we mention mentioned like terrorism or something next and yeah. that's it, we're done.
1: We're one shit in your own and away from being pulled. <laughs>
0: well, we're going to get on to our team.
2: So we mentioned it, well, we didn't mention it last week. We did almost two episodes on it last week, drawing our teams. We got a mixed bag. So this is kind of the stage of the show. We won't always be talking about nonsense and terrorists <laughs> and spoilers. So this will be more of a usual intro for us and we kind of get into each of our teams that we had and just quickly we'll say the result they had their expectations for the season and a player that you're excited to watch for them so I'll give you the example so if we start with a Bundesliga I had Hertha Berlin they played Friday night as tough of a game as you can have first away at Bayern Munich 1-0 down I see pop up on my flash scores app then about 15 minutes later Luca Bacchio, which is a great name, hits one of them that looks like a screamer from about 30 yards and then you see the replay and you see that it like deflects off uh, Sula's chest. It's
1: like a Frank Lampard special. Yeah, yeah so it,
2: it's one of them where you don't want to see the replay, but unfortunately yeah. that happens. But then, uh, less than two minutes later, almost straight from kickoff, uh, off on loan from Liverpool for the second season in a row, goes around Neuer, tucks it in. There's something beautiful about that moment where you knock it to the side of the keeper and they're kind of half down scrambling along the floor yeah. to try and uh, clutch at the ball yeah. just how helpless they look and then he obviously tucks it in the corner then he goes on to hoist back Lewandowski in the box with absolutely nobody around him VAR picks it up for a pen they draw 2-2 but good result first game of the season season expectations they've brought in Kovic as a ex-player to be their new manager He's t- he was leading the reserves last year Top 10 finish will be considered good for them in a good cup run if they can have one. Player to watch is uh, Groyc. So he was there last season on loan from Liverpool. They were unbeaten in the first nine games he played and then he got injured. He had an ankle injury. He missed 11 games of the season. But obviously he started the season, well, if you take away the penalty. So he looks like he's going to be the guy who's going to kind of dictate how well they do.
0: Hmm quite well thought of at Liverpool as well. I know Klopp's quite a fan of him so you'd hope a loan player that they're looking to actually get experience not just loan them and then to sell them. Yeah. He's 23 I think because mm. he's pop. He's always had
2: potential on football manager that's all I always know how to mm. keep on out. Markovic also does but I've not got quite so much faith in him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jack, how did your Leipzig boys do?
1: So, newly promoted Union Berlin away at them. I mean the first thing that I got whilst kind of looking into this and like, watching the game was German fans are mental, and they're a newly promoted teams, so they're not even like stalwarts. The
2: atmosphere always looks good. Yeah, just the little like unison they have after goals, and yeah. things like that. They look fairly well rehearsed,
1: and they're, they're always jumping up and down, doing something. I mean, I went to watch Chelsea versus Frankfurt at Stamford Bridge, and their fans were absolutely yeah.
2: nuts. Yeah, I've seen this before, and I I actually can't think of anything worse than. Paying sixty quid for a ticket and feeling obliged to jump up and down for an entire game.
1: I mean, it does look pretty cool, and I can exactly. imagine. I yeah, well, I I, yeah. There. I suppose you do go There's to the one Emirates. One little so. block
2: at the Emirates that was considered like a singing part, mm. like where or everyone in there, but where they're singing for the sake of it, which is so what the I don't troops like. is. No, he's not actually. Yeah. It feels like Palace, where I say they like the atmosphere sometimes feels manufactured with yeah. them, and that's what it was like when they were singing bamiang to the tune of the Muppets. <laughs> Yeah, they go, i like that. Oh my God. This was his debut, I thought, this is a bit much for me. And on top of that, they stood for the whole game as well. So it's uh, like, I paid for my ticket, I want to sit down.
1: Yeah.
2: So now I sit up a tear T- every time. Talking
1: about bad chants, the one chance he have made for Mason Mount has to be the lowest effort chant ever. It's, ole, 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 Mason Mount, 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 <laughs> Mason Mount. And it's actually gaining some traction, and I'm there like, no.
2: Arsenal have started singing... Um, a song about Lacazette to the tune of Spirit in the Sky.
0: I thought I heard
1: that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that is Arsenal 101. No,
2: the most Arsenal thing is... I who are they singing yeah, about? this tune. Yeah. Like, what is this? There's a, there's a like band of people called the Ashburton Grove Army or something like that. And they're, yeah. they've they got a campaign to bring more of an atmosphere to the Emirates. So, I mean, it doesn't bother me particularly. I, I, yeah. For a game that needs it, it'll be there. If it's not, then I don't feel the need for it. But yeah. they've agreed where... All of them could be moved into one section of the ground, and they've had a drum be approved into the ground. Oh, no. But there was nothing more Arsenal than it said. Uh, we've been approved uh, for sensible use of a drum with <laughs> considerate with considerations for others in the vicinity. Sensible
1: <laughs> use of a drum.
2: Like, <laughs> I didn't hear it the whole game.
1: I think again, Chelsea. It seemed to be inept of making good songs. One of them being Callum Hudson adore to the tune of Buffalo Soldier. <laughs> And if you, if you YouTube it, there's it's like, local 11 ones, and it's like, you're there, and I'm there, like, head in hand, like, right, just stick to Chelsea, 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 yeah. that's what you're good at, that's all we can do. Anyway, we've digressed massively from there, just saying that German fans are mental, seeing as they've come up from, what, the Bundesliga 2 this season, and their atmosphere is electric. And they lost 4 <laughs> 0. And they got absolutely battered. Like, no, Wait, uh, Leipzig uni- did. No, no, no. Union yeah. Berlin did. So my <laughs> my team, Leipzig, <laughs> they battered them 4 0. And the, t- the player to watch is Timo Werner, obviously. He's an absolute slotsman. TK's not a fan. You, how can you not? You watch his goal, and That's it is. It not a fan, so, <laughs> oh, so well, you know, so well. it's, it's a bit like. In, you know when a striker hits a ball and it just stays hit? Hmm. No, none, none of this curve, none of this just <laughs> arrows in. He gets it. I think. I think it's the third goal. It the third goal. Um, yeah, third goal. Timo Werner he gets it kind of like to the right of the penalty spot, and he just whacks it, and it's the it's in the keeper's vicinity, but it's it so hard that he just can't do anything about it. Do you think
2: he's one of them that is just accustomed to playing in the German league for the rest of his?
1: I mean, it's it's almost like a Miroslav closer copy, almost like absolute penalty error player. We small. We quick. said on
2: before, um, when me and TK had been talking, I think just after the World Cup, that like the World Cup was the worst thing that could have happened to all of the prospects in that team because yeah. they were all like primed for big moves, and everyone was like, maybe there's a bit better out there. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's exactly what's happened because you look back and the way that they got dumped out so easily as well is that's not that that shop window is just completely Julian disappeared.
2: Was the one, and then he was the one that people were speaking about the least.
1: Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's the same as um, the lad who played with PSG. I forgot his name. Draxler. Draxler. Yeah. So he League was. With Arsenal he was. Year. Yeah. He was literally like touted as with the next horse pro- prospect to come out of the Bundesliga, and now he's what dropped back into the centre mid, isn't he? Yeah. He's a centre mid now.
2: So what's the expectations for them this so-
1: year? Leipzig, I mean, they went really close a couple of seasons ago. Is it not last season, but the season before? I mean, yeah. Dortmund have started really strongly, and they've got some great talent again with Julian Brandt. From
2: TK today, theirs to lose.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think with the season that Bayern are going to be having, especially in the league, I think it is Leipzig in Dortmund. This they is the biggest opportunity. Team, yeah. That is true. So the gap that they've had creativity, but they're still missing that out and out winger. I mean, they, they with Rebri Robin. I know Robin likes to is cutting a lot, but Coleman and, River Nabry. and Robin are both gone. Well, that's what I mean. Replacing those. Nabry is the one. Re- replacing those two is kind of th- why they're after Hudson, Ador, and Sane for so long. However, Felipe Coutinho is in more of a number ten. So if they do play him on the wing, he will cut inside and score that goal that Robin did, but from the other side. Mm. So I think it is between those three: Bayern, Dortmund, and Leipzig.
0: All right, TK. I, f- I forgot you had Much and Gladbach. Okay, yeah. I remember. And they did me no favours by starting with a board no-no draw against Schalke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did read an article where they were saying that um, how much more dominant and Gladbach were over Schalke, but then when you look at the fact that Schalke were finishing, they were not far as relegation spots at one point last year, and yeah. I think they ended up finishing 14th. So not the Schalke we once knew, so that's not overly impressive, I don't think. Um, I guess the expectation for the year does seem to be Pushing for Europe again, they got Europa League last time. And looking at the top four that ended up finishing, they had a close run to the Champions League last year. I, from the outside looking, I don't really see that they're going to have as close a run this year in terms of. It seems like Leverkusen have got better as well. That top four seems to be pretty locked in. And yeah. some people, I don't know whether it's just maybe sort of like the hipster argument for football that seem to be suggesting that Leverkusen could have a run towards the league as well as that top three. So, if that's the case, I don't really see that much in Gladbach going to be. Um, those guys to break that, particularly as they've lost, um, obviously, Forgan Hazard to Dortmund yeah. earlier in the summer. So that's one of their main goal threats uh, gone there. So, in, in terms of the player to watch, I put a top goal scorer from last year. I don't know if I'm mispronouncing his name, Alessandra Pli. It what plays it? I'll never know how to say the name, but it's French. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> But with the fact that they lost Hazard as well, he's obviously going to be their main goal threat. And he was getting linked with the Premier League, I remember, a couple of years ago. And I saw, I read an article earlier where he made a big thing of, I'm glad I rejected the Premier League because I'm happy in the Bundesliga. So, well, everybody yeah, who doesn't get the move yeah. always says how happy they are. So like, we'll believe that when you see it.
1: There was, there was a period of time where Chelsea bought every young winger... Available in Europe, we had thought we had the three Hazard brothers in one, one team. De Bruyne, Salah, all in one team at one stage, and now they've all gone off and they've become really good players. And we're stuck with (laughs) William. By the way, I know we're in the middle of our teams here, but I've got to mention William because he hard dumb boy again. Jesus, webs! Like he must have been pissed. He was drunk. He came, (laughs) he came on the pitch, and everything he did was wrong. Like everything, I even put it out to him. I said, "Right, well, I'm giving William a clean slate and five minutes later, I Sal, William.' <laughs> I mean, there was no I'd, clean slate. Th- no, there was. That's... Like it, it was, was cleaner, just cleaner, maybe, it, but it was not a clean slate. That has slate. to be the worst ten-minute cameo I've ever seen from any player ever. Worse no.
0: than when Aboué came on and got subbed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> subbed Genuinely,
1: I would have. Ta- I would rather have I, William be subbed.
0: I heard the groans in the Chaz fans and the baller went near him. Yeah, then when he had yeah. it.
1: It's like he took the corners off Mason Mount who'd been beating the first man which is something for some yeah, great deliveries which now. is something that we're not accustomed to at Stamford Bridge mm. he's beating the first man on corners or, free, or anything really or even crosses and then he comes over comes on and takes the, the responsibility <laughs> and bangs it straight into the first man first corner against so and they're like oh. Same,
0: William. One thing I did see from looking at the Bundesliga stuff in Jack's game, they um, the Berlin fans did a 15 minute silent protest, against, yeah. against Leipzig. Yeah, I was just thinking, how weird must that have probably yeah, sounded? No, go, everyone just completely quiet for 15 minutes.
1: It's the it's the they basically it was the cold shoulder thing because they said yeah. they're ruining football because it's Red Bull and it's branded and things like that. And you're like, well, they actually did that in Salzburg, so they bought Red Bull Salzburg, they mm. made Red Bull Salzburg, and it completely engulfed the local Salzburg team. It's almost like MK, Don's and Wimbledon all over again. Yep. So how can, I mean, as a local, obviously not as a local myself, but if someone did that with my team, made Red Bull West London, <laughs> I'd be absolutely fucking
0: fuming. Yeah, no, the, yeah. <laughs> the, German fans must hate in general because when we went to Berlin last year and we went to watch a Hertha, it was Hertha against Leipzig, Yeah, and they had scarves out the front and it was all the usual stuff and then towards the bottom there's these flags of like a, uh, Fuck Red Bull or something yeah. in that. In English as well. I was like, why are they swearing yeah. in English? I was like, fuck Red Bull. They, it,
1: Germans, for some reason, always seem to swear in English. Cause I guess it adds more meaning. Say <laughs> a bit more conviction. Yeah.
2: If we switch over to La Liga, then... So, my Mallorca boys, it was a great weekend for me. Mallorca win a 2-1 against Ibar. If you think they were in the third Spanish division back in 2017... I've just killed it ever since. Yeah. snapped back up on their th- like a final, story. yeah. Got that. Got back there. Player to watch. So the one I was told by uh, I, f- I followed a lot of, like English accounts for each of these teams was Alex Allegri, and you look him up, and he's basically they've done whatever like newly promoted team is, but they've just brought in a load of new players, and he's kind of been expected to be their experienced goal scorer. He's got like he's got three goals in La Liga. <laughs> okay and he's like approaching his 30s absolute journeyman yeah so yeah that's the thing he's yeah. been on loan here there and everywhere yeah. but what they have got is they've picked up a lad called him Alex Febas who uh, is 23 years old now he's come from Real Madrid i think he was released from there but he's made almost 200 appearances now across like the youth leagues and all sorts mm. so he wants to prove that he, does, he didn't want another season in the madrid b team or whatever so yeah. he's going to prove that he's ready for la liga And so they're kind of relying on him to be the gem that they hope he is. In terms of season expectations, they're not expecting a lot. They're basically, each team that comes there is expecting to go there and win. So they're hoping that with that, they can get a couple of shot results and enough to stay up. And just hoping that, I guess, other teams aren't quite as bad.
1: Because... Am I right in thinking that they built a big stadium but could never fill it because they're in the lower leagues and now they're getting 20,000 there or something
0: like that? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I think they've got like a 40,000 seat or Yeah, something. They said that even when yeah. they get a good turnout, it doesn't look good because no. they've obviously got this massive stadium. And it's
1: like, I don't know what they're expecting. They're like, like, on a rugby a, league like, <laughs>
0: It's
1: because rugby league is shit.
0: We'll slide past that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: Who else we got, Jack? Who did you have for La Liga? So I've got
1: Granada. I Grenada. Don't, don't know how. you pronounce it. I'm gonna go with Granada just because that's the way I pronounce it. I mean, we we've got we've we've <laughs> got true. an absolute humdinger for this one. So I've actually got quite well. So it's an eight goal thriller, split oh. split four four against Villarreal. <laughs> so away from home at Villarreal, the Yellowstone mean, Santi Cazorla playing from as well. And I rate. I've always rated Santi Cazorla. I can always rate a player that can kick with both feet. And he was the one who actually got the first goal. Penalty, bit of an innocuous dive, but it's kind of been picked up there. La Liga. Okay. However, so it then goes two-two. Um, um, no, it goes one-one. Sorry, and then Villarreal score again. It goes two-one. Then two-all, and then Villarreal, Villarreal pull away for a four-two victory and it looks pretty much sewn up. And up steps Roberto Soldado, the absolute <laughs> there sl- we go. yeah, absolutely brilliant player and. To score against his old club as well, Villarreal, pops up in the 75th minute, perfect header, it was brilliant textbook, Then the 81st minute, same header again, it's like a carbon copy, but this time it's headed in on the line by Puertas, and it, they draw 4-4 and an eight goal for it, it was brilliant. I like brilliant.
2: this, this is the passion I wanted when we drew these teams out, uh, let uh, hope it lasts for the season. On,
1: honestly, I think Granada on something, mid-table finish, a <laughs> little bit of a push, maybe a bit of a cut run, that's what I think they're aiming for. My player to watch is gonna be a soldado because he was so poor in the Premier League. <laughs> I wanna see how good he is. Right. And from, from this game he looks pretty decent. Let's
2: bring T K and then we'll go through Syrian and then get onto the Premier League before the uh, Monday night football starts and tears everything up.
0: Uh, no such goals in my game. I've been I've been <laughs> doubt a shocker again. Um, Levante in a scrappy one 0 loss to Alavez. <laughs> <laughs> a glamour tie. <laughs> I was reading enough on it that um yeah, the the Person writing the article seemed almost shocked that Levante would be in such a poor game, but not shocked apparently Alaves are renowned for having shit games and <laughs> and winning one 0 So that was basically that's basically it. Um, expectation for Levante seems to be trying to avoid relegation again. Fifteenth last season. I remember both those teams got off to a good start last year. I did an article last year about how Premier League maybe wasn't consistently the most competitive and then obviously these two fell away so <laughs> didn't matter anyway um the pretty there's a pretty clear issue what happened last year with Levante where they got the fourth best goal tally in the league but they had the second worst offensive <laughs> and judging from what I was reading they seem to have done pretty little to rectify the problem in terms of signing so expect more of the same hopefully some more goals if that's the case um players to watch, I was going to go for uh, that Moses Simon or Simon. I yeah. don't know how you say it. But he got loaned out a few days ago. So <laughs> he's gone. He ended up at nonce. So uh <laughs> perfectly entitled. We've, yeah. we've completed it. <laughs> Kevin Spacey FC. A season as a nonce. Because um, <laughs> I remember with him as well, he was constantly being linked with the Prem to the point where there is actually a Welcome to Liverpool compilation of him <laughs> on There's YouTube. There's a
1: Welcome to Liverpool comp- compilation for anyone yeah, that's have linked yeah. to. Marco um, Reuters on there like four times.
0: So you can't have him. Um, there's a player called Jose Luis Morales who got twelve goals from the wing last year for a relegation-threatened team. That's not bad. Um, or if you remember Ruben Rochina, who was at Blackburn, he is at Levante. Yeah. What he, a player? He always looked like he had like technical ability, but in a shit Blackburn team, so you thought you're, yeah. you're never going to see it. Who knows? Maybe he could do something. Yeah. Turns out, do something involves end <laughs> up at Levante. <laughs> yeah. With what you just said then about
2: the compilation videos. So I was reading an article on The Athletic last week about uh, the NBA offseason. And they were saying that there's uh, people that literally make enough money to last them the year just photoshopping players into Lakers jerseys for the summer. They say that it's like a running joke that you can find any player in the world photoshopped into a Lakers jersey. But these people just make a killing photoshopping different pictures of different players whenever there's the most tenuous link of them into it. Because then these pages like Bleacher Report and them, yeah. buy them because they need them at the, like, the click the second that there's even a link. And they just make a killing the whole summer, just photoshopping people into jerseys.
0: Last thing on the league, I feel like I'm almost um, jumping into Jack's ones as well. But I just saw a crazy stat retweeted onto timeline earlier that uh, it's something like in the thousands of La Liga games there's been. There's like less than ten for all draws. I think it's like six or seven yeah. or something. And yeah. four of them have been at Villarreal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, do you want to, we should someone should have got Villarreal in this yeah. team? They're obviously guaranteed entertainment. The legend of Marcos
2: Senna lives on.
0: He was a, he a brilliant player.
2: player. Alright, Syria then. So not everyone will have played. I don't know if either of you two teams played so it. So i had the Coppa Italia. Yeah, same. Um, so F- Fiorentina down one 0 for eighty minutes. They then switch it on and score three in the, fi- in the final ten minutes to get the job done. And um, Boateng had a goal ruled out for offside that was uh, done by VAR. Which Boateng, Kevin Prince, Kevin Prince, yeah, he's yeah. gone there from Barca this year. That so was a weird transfer. They've got some. They got a nice squad this year, Fiorentina, unless they all leave, which a lot of them are linked to do in the last uh, <laughs> yeah. couple of weeks. When into basically can't get who they want, they're just okay. going to pick off everyone else. So, player to watch. Federico Chiesa is the one that stands out. He's tipped to be one of the best wingers in the world. He already is like lighting up Serie A. Mm. He was linked with a big move away this year. Like it was called that it was almost done to Juve and then I think they obviously went in for De they spent bags and bags on midfielders free agency FC they are so they probably had to pay yeah. for this one and for fancy that. <laughs> yeah. He's been linked with Inter but it doesn't look like he might stay. Franck Ribéry is Supposedly going to announce that he's going there in the next two days, which would be a cool Where? one. Fiorentina, it's Fiorentina, yeah. No Turning down uh, moves from India, China, and all sorts there, and then pretty sure they still got Kevin Morales there, who's one who, mm. if he came on against your club, you would be a bit worried, and then mm. you it wouldn't really ever turn yeah. out to be anything; mm. it yeah, just yeah. give you a little scare, but. Milenkovic also can play centre-back and right-back. We've got a uh, good understanding from football manager, can pick him up nice <laughs> and cheap, but he's only 21. Fiorentina, they, whether they do well or not this year, they've got so many good young players on the books that they just got to hope don't get pinched by everyone else before yeah. they can be a good team between them. So, expectations, top 10 finish is really what they're after. Top 8 is what they're hoping for and they're fighting for a European place, but it does look like all the other teams are strengthening yeah. in Italy where Fiorentina might be left uh, picking up what they've got left.
1: It and... was like a graveyard league for such a long time and now they've got some actual players in their primes like Juventus for a start. They've done that to become like a Champions League machine and they've hired Sari to do it. So that'll be interesting <laughs> to see how that turns out did um, you see
2: they put out a uh, congratulations to Liverpool after the Super Cup yeah. specifically you yeah
1: <laughs> yeah no, like, no other team did it yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> i that this does I'll, I'll come on to this obviously in a minute I'll, I'll save that for a minute because that's a whole other we'll get on to the
2: Prem right after this yeah
1: these. so again Coppa Italia for me as well with my Genoa boys I actually like they got they got the St George's cross in their badge so well, e- it's because
2: I, I was listening to this earlier Genoa essentially was a uh, all the uh, foreign English players that couldn't play in England yeah. went over and played for Genoa. Oh. And so they made their living and they got to the point where Genoa then started tearing up the league. And so they split the league. And so they had a league for foreigners and they had a league for uh, pure Italian players. And so in 1908, i told TK this earlier. It's
1: not like Italians to yeah. be racist. Well, so <laughs> in
2: 1908, Ju- Juve won the cup, yeah, which AC Milan were the holders of. And they just refused to give it to them and yeah. instead gave it to Genoa. Yeah. So Genoa yeah. have it down that they held the cup in 1908 <laughs> purely because they just refused to give it to Juve. And the Italian authorities were like, fair enough, they are yeah. the holders. So, yeah. uh, but it,
1: that's the same as Ace Man, isn't it? Because that's why they have the St. George's Cross as their badge as well. Like when they did that retro shirt which Torres wore, it was just an England, England yeah. flag. Yeah. I was there, like, what is this link? yeah it's like Barcelona as well they've, they've got some kind of weirds and George's yeah. crossing but anyway enough about the badges yeah. <laughs> so we've got an absolutely brilliant tie against a Serie C team
0: yeah.
1: called Imolese and they won what you know won 4-1 in a very very easy game but the standout for this and the thing that I've picked up on here is I don't know if you guys remember but from FIFA 12 Zenit St. Petersburg were four and a half star mm-hmm. And they had absolutely rapid centre-backs. Uh, no, uh, full-backs, sorry.
2: long live Yuri Jirko.
1: And one of them was called Diego Crescito. Yep. And he now plays for Genoa, And <laughs> he opened the scoring with a penalty on the second minute. So he is my player yeah, to FM watch. Legends. Exactly.
2: In the likes of uh, Dario Serna. Yeah. I'm down with him as well. Just like
1: absolute pace merchant. Like you're always Zenit on FIFA <laughs> when you're online. Because you didn't want to play the Ronaldo in Messi haulers. He wanted to kind <laughs> of... That kinda... was
2: back in my Porto prime.
1: Porto, yeah. Yes. I see, I could never play as Porto. like Falcao, Varela, I could, James. I could never play as Porto on fever because of the megaphone guy going, BORDO! That's why yeah. I loved him. Love oh, God, they, mate, it would just come on I'm every go i to go to their
2: stadium this year and experience it.
1: Porto, You can take your own megaphone. You're going yeah. to start <laughs> it. <laughs>
2: no, people are think I'm that heavy D bloke. <laughs> 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 Alright, expectations for Genoa then.
1: Genoa, I think again, cut round. I've got very similar teams apart from Leipzig. <laughs> Genoa and Granada are pretty much like equal teams, but in different leagues. So I reckon top half finish for them, they'll be happy with it, especially with the way the league's kind of like strengthened out.
2: So you had two wins and a draw for the weekend. Yeah,
1: it was pretty good. And the draw that I had was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, good start for me. Maybe we should start like a league table to, to, just from our teams to see what points we pick
0: up. Right, 3-1 win for Roma against Adorezzo. Um, pretty standard win. Uh, finding some goals in one of my games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, expectation for the season, obviously European football. They're going to be aiming to get back into the top four. Obviously, Atlanta, Pippin. Last time, it kind of felt good. If you can kind of understand the Milan club's making it, but
1: who's their strike force at the moment? You know.
0: So obviously, who
1: Jacko's renewed? renewed. Right, yeah, okay.
0: Jacko's renewed, cool. and these nice into my player to watch. Gonna see what Justin Clovert can do this year. Yeah, He's yeah, obviously, um. Probably had a relatively quiet first season. I know he got kind of when he first signed that, it was that like, he didn't want to go to one of the top teams because he thought he wasn't going to get enough game time. So mm-hmm. went to Roma, and things have gone a little bit quiet on him since. Yeah. So it'd be yeah. interesting to see how he bounced about with that. And that, um, Niccolo Zaniolo, I, I never yeah. know if I say it's right, but I've seen him getting a lot of a praise, handball, yeah. a l- lot of praise for his progression last year. It's like year. Tom he, syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, he's only 20 years old. Italian, so it'll be interesting to see what you can do at Roma as well.
1: Just talking about when the kids gone bad, what's happened to that Martin Odegaard?
0: He's been loaned to Betis
2: this year.
1: Right, okay, so he's in. So he's, we got to hope he does yeah. well,
2: so Sabars can stay. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, with you for Roma, so I've, you know him as well. Um, my Sean mate is a Roma fan. Yeah. I, I texted him and said that, draw the teams, you've got Roma he told me that the feeling around Roma fans is that you're going to have a vile year. <laughs> he said there is not a good feeling this season. So I said,
0: uh, all right, he's got that to look forward to. Well, the thing is, obviously the Milan clubs are constantly looking to strength and Inter again I think, with just about everybody under the sun. Yeah. So I think...
1: You've got some good managers in that league as well with Conte, Inter mm. and that's about it actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If we get on to the Premier League then, so if we kind of run through them as we did in somewhat chronological order, so that does make perfect sense to start with Arsenal... Sobios, best midfielder ever after that <laughs> after that performance. I, it I, shows
1: how deprived you are of a centre midfielder. When you I tuned in for match today and out. they
2: didn't do it justice at all. They missed out all of his good little flicks and tricks. Like someone's made like an eight minute compilation Ooh, of every uh, time uh, he touched flicks. the ball. Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: flicks and tricks. Why weren't they focused on his flicks? Yeah. You were, focus- what, yeah, you were
2: focusing I'm- on Mount beating the first man from a corner, really. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's true. That's level, isn't it? So...
2: It sh- the first thing it showed was there is life after Shaka. hopefully this tells Emery you don't need this guy you don't need this guy what I think was he was played because there was no one else in the team that had any kind of distribution mm. so you either went all out or you went nothing at all so he was somewhat of a middleman, man you could mm. say Jack of all trades master of none kind of thing Yeah. Very much. I saw a quote in him earlier it said the only thing slower than his sprinting is his turning circle which is actually very accurate
1: yeah. He's like a Obviously, B-Tech Matic, isn't yeah. he? Obviously
2: it? Obviously, he was against Burnley. Not going go to go 2-0 Burnley, Arsenal the only team Burnley have never got a point
0: against. And the Dutch. Isn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, so yeah. That's one I, I saw the stat before and thought, Christ, you know how this is going to go. Yeah. But Sabayos so had a great... It's probably the best debut I can remember from... And that's probably living in the short term. But in terms of... It's hard to live up to expectations. So Pepe yeah. could have bagged the hat trick, and as a seventy-two million pound man, it's going to be hard to. Oh, you're expected well, though, to thought. do that kind of thing, yeah. Mm. Urso had a good debut. I think he got two assists in his first game, but this was one where he, he went off. That ended. Yeah, <laughs> he went off to a he went off to a standing ovation. He called it the uh, the best day of his life. So mm-hmm. bios. Yeah, he's going to say because that. of the. It's like Pepe saying he's only going to go to, to
1: Chelsea.
0: Yeah. No,
2: <laughs> I mean, if we go down them quotes, we've got <laughs> yeah. a whole lot because any French player has said they're only going to play for Arsenal. Yeah. Mind you, French players still come to Arsenal talking about Thierry Henry. It's like, nobody tell them. Nobody yeah. tell them anything. <laughs> I thought, you saw the best and the worst of Arsenal. You saw the best and the worst of David Luiz.
1: Yeah.
2: Two minutes into the game, he yeah. plays that pass across the goal line, which I shat a brick when that happens. But
1: Get used to it, son, because well, that's what he's all about. It,
2: Loved every second of his performance. For one
1: Apart from the part when he's at fault for your goal.
2: He wasn't a fault, it was a massive it was a massive deflection yeah, that spun yeah. all the defenders. Yeah. Yeah. He did this thing which was so every time they didn't score, so obviously all attacks bar one. I don't know if he knew someone that was sat around like uh behind the goal or whatever. He would turn and he was winking and putting a thumbs up to someone behind the goal. <laughs> Every time they didn't score, with this big grin on his face,
1: he used, he used to do that a lot at Chelsea. Just thumbs up and smile. He just maybe just a happy guy.
2: I read an article on him earlier, and he was talking about essentially at the age of fourteen, he was shipped off like three hundred miles away to play football to earn for his family. And his mum said to him, "Just don't let this change you are as a person." It was a nice little story, and so some will say he still is that fourteen year old boy <laughs> that left there.
1: I mean, he's... it's funny how as soon as he moves to Arsenal, everyone gushes about him. He's no longer this player that people have was a ten year old that looked like he's been controlled by a PlayStation controller. People
2: and... have always loved him, just people haven't wanted him as their centre back. Yeah. I think you'll struggle to find a player that a person that says they don't enjoy watching David Luiz. Oh no,
1: 100%. I didn't want him to leave Chelsea, personally. Whether it's for the Especially best of him not or the worst
2: of him, he's box office in, in an Arsenal defence. <laughs> I mean,
1: that that game against Burnley, if you didn't have David Luiz and you had Mustafi in there, Christ. then you would have lost that game. Ashley Barnes is just... I, I don't know what it is, but he can always just seem to find the net sometimes. Well, this is the thing I
2: was going to get onto, so I don't know if you saw Sean Dyche's interview after the game. He said that... Arsenal bring the game into disrepute. He said that uh, the spirit of the game has been lost because players are throwing themselves to the deck every time with his filthy tactics. From the bloke who punts it along every time, has knees in the back, kicks people yeah. off the ball, and that's his entire game. Even the pundits, who if Danny Murphy is going to have the chance to get in at Arsenal, then he's going to. Yeah. And he said, "Look, I didn't. This was the wrong game to say that because yeah. there really was nothing to pick at."
1: No. I didn't think no, no, I didn't think that either. I think he's got to come out and say something. I think this. But he does it
2: every time we beat them. Every last year he said we were too rough. This time he's saying there's too much diving. I don't know what he wants.
1: Yeah, <laughs> true, true. So good,
2: good result. I mean, take it for what it is. But it's the first time Arsenal have won their first two games of a Premier League season in ten years. So that's a stat for you. Yeah, Liverpool away next. Three years ago, we lost by three goals at Anfield. Two years ago, we lost by four goals at Anfield. Last year, we lost by five goals at Anfield. So,
1: <laughs> the thing is, if the
2: spirit of things go, then the, we'll lose by six this. Season. I
1: mean, this season, I don't think Liverpool are all that. They're We're bit, winning
2: this Saturday.
1: They're being shown up for a bit of defensive frailty, which isn't something that you usually, well, especially after last season, is something you just didn't associate with them at all. Um, Norwich looked like f- for the start of their Can game. Get onto them
2: now. Yeah. I will say nuts on the table here we're not a video podcast but rest assured they are on the table <laughs> Arsenal win on uh, Saturday with a clean sheet
1: I mean that is a, that is a claim 2-0 <laughs> I mean the the problem that you have with Liverpool is it doesn't matter how they're playing there is goals in their front three
2: they'll hit the post about six times but <laughs> it's going to be yeah. if, if, you, know, if they, they just... play that high line against Abamyang, yeah. I think he's going to play two up top and it's going to be Abamyang and Pepe
0: really
2: I I think he's going to just expect you Mm. to be playing a high line and we're going to play five at the back, which is...
1: Chelsea showed that if we'd been like what half a foot the other way, we would have won that game 3-1 purely because of the high line. I know it worked and I know they were flagged offside, which is exactly what that line is designed Mm. to do. But the margins were so close that you come up against... Someone that's a bit more proven than, say, Mason Martin, who's only just made his debut, and Giroud has got the pace of like a brick.
2: <laughs> if, if we get on that Liverpool game first then, yeah. so Klopp, behind closed doors, described this to his players as the biggest banana skin in Premier League history. <laughs> he said, they don't want you to win. That's why they've made this game a Saturday lunchtime after only finishing the game on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, See, night, whatever it right. was. I know what you're yeah. going to say, but this this is what he said. He said he gave them... No excuses behind closed doors. They had all these things on. Thankfully for them, they've managed to rotate their whole midfield and come out with a 2-0 win.
1: I mean... No, 2-1, sorry. one win, yeah. Which, which, again, should have been 2-2 if it wasn't for Danny Ings having an absolute shocker. Mm. He missed such a blatant... like It's just one they of those
0: bed in the first half not well, even that, that a chance aside we, we were dreadful honestly this is,
1: this is what I mean again I, I think there is going to be a lot of hangover from midweek and I know we're making excuses but and to echo what the pundits said every five minutes it did go past midnight it was yeah. a long day they were furious at yeah. that late night I, I know exactly <laughs> it's like oh my god I've been flown to Istanbul yeah. to commentate on a European Super Cup final and it's gone past midnight yeah. shut yeah. up um <laughs> But yeah, there was going to be hangovers from that, which we saw again in the trust game. But I thought Liverpool looked sluggish, and you relied on brilliance from your, mm. which I at the moment. And there's a lot of talk going around that Sane is actually more valuable to you at the moment than Salah is.
0: Mane, Mane, yeah.
1: yeah. And I think that's. The, I think there's a lot of. I think there's a lot of founders. if, yeah, if, if founder, we can,
2: if we founders. can have this chat, yeah, he? briefly, because yeah, I'm sure this could this could take hours if we were going to do this, but. I've been making this point all week that I think it's just become the fashionable thing to... People say it's not shitting on Salah, but essentially it is. Because if you you have a guy and if you offer every manager in the Premier League, if you actually gave them the chance, so they can say in an interview, look, there's nobody else in the world that does what Firmino does. And I don't doubt that he is the perfect false nine kind of player. Mm -hmm. You still, if you offer... If you're starting a team from scratch and you offer any manager, any player, they're taking Salah over Mane and they're taking him over Firmino.
1: I think the reason why he stands out so much is because there isn't that many amazing left but, foot people apart from the definitely. obvious message. But this
2: is this is the thing. You don't have to discredit Salah to talk up Firmino and no, Mane. I'm not
1: saying that. I'm no, just not saying... you,
2: but I mean the whole no, narrative you, no, this week no, no, is no. always... <clears throat> You know what, I'd rather have money than Salah, or you know what, I'd rather I, have Firmino than Salah.
1: I, I think, though, for goals output at the moment and for what he brings us to, this thing, I think money is more valuable in that front three at the moment. I think if if you had an injury to Salah or had an injury to Mane, I think you'd probably miss Mane just a little That's bit the, more just because of the form that the he's the
2: perfect in. thing about that front three, though, isn't it? That as long as they don't all have a bad day at the same time. Yeah.
1: Then... And I think, as well, don't forget, is that everyone goes on about, oh, they've put like four men on Salah now, which a lot of teams are. <laughs> But all that does is that free up space for yeah. Firmino and Mane, which is maybe why you're seeing such a heightened goal output because from both of them.
2: The people that say, I'd rather have one than the other two, forget that you're not having the other two with that one yeah, still. So exactly. it does make a huge difference yeah. when the other two are taken out of the
1: equation. It's, it's like, for example, when, yeah. when teams would come to Stanford Bridge and they'd put three men on Hazard, the, the only other players that you had to really worry about was like a fat Higuain <laughs> or Pedro, which... God damn it, he is brilliant. I, I'm a big fan of Pedro. Oh, he started the season well, but, from... but his legs are gone. He's got <laughs> absolutely no pace. Or Willian, who's got bags of pace that and was nothing quite a else. Big so <laughs> <if> the <laughs> thing, <throwing> is, it. <laughs> but what? But, no, but what I'm saying is, is if you shut Hazard out, like they're shutting Salah out, then that's pretty much Chelsea. That was Chelsea stopped until that one bit of magic. Whereas you put four men on or three men on Salah, and then you've got Firmino and Mane to deal with, which means which is probably why you're seeing such a heightened goal output, because of that extra space being created.
0: Yeah, I think you're probably partly right in that it's the, the hipster argument for actually Salah isn't the best of the, this is why the other guy is. I think that's partly there's some truth to it. Partly I think there's probably never been quite as big a differential between, say, Salah and Mane as Salah's first season would suggest it mm-hmm. was a great season, but yeah. Mani, who knows, might be able to produce a season like that in his life at some point and yeah. you might be able to compare and contrast. I think the thing with Firmino is people often aren't having a disagreement. They're just having two separate arguments because they often say about him that he's the most valuable to three and that he's probably the hardest to replace. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Like you said, I don't really know anyone else who I could pick, Mm. looking at the landscape, that you think who could do his job as well as he does. Let's not say he's the best because there's plenty of other great strikers. He's the best false nine. He's perfect for that. I think... But whereas, say if you took Salomane out and you put in, well, we don't know how he'll look, but someone like Pepe, he probably has a similar sort of skill set that you think, okay, he can, mm. you could apply that and even if it doesn't work as well, he's more, they're more replacements that I can find a direct replacement. You see when you put for, Yeah, for, yeah for, for, but for yeah. me, know, it's very hard to get a direct replacement so I think yeah. that's the argument they're having rather yeah. than saying he's better than them because like you said, if you're given, right, here's these three, all for the same price, which one of them do you want? Yeah. Nine times out of ten, people are probably going to pick Salah. Yeah.
1: I think it's the fear factor as well. He just puts the fear of God into defenders because yeah. you don't know. He has this weird running back style that doesn't look right, <laughs> but he can just drag it past four players at once and then he's completely in acres of space. It's weird. That,
2: that thing, like you said, with what happens to Salah um, with to uh, Hazard and what we see with Salah now, the whole sticking more than one player on one man seems so simple in principle and then you see it in like actual actuality. Yeah. It's really not. That's why no. you pinpoint say Her- Herrera on Hazard because yeah. it's so difficult to it do that did, you literally that have job. such an isolation. Mm. If we go on to the Norwich game then and we're not too long on here but I don't think I've heard a sentence more since Saturday than I was going to put Pucky in, <laughs> my in my fantasy team, team yeah. <laughs> and I didn't. Yeah.
1: I mean for a cheap fantasy buy that is the guy to have and again they showed glimpses of it at Anfield but first game of the season at Anfield they were up against a tall order against a relegation fight and I'm going to say a relegation fight in Newcastle team because they're going down they are going down and going down like not even swinging my
2: brother's an avid listener here. he's not going to be too (laughs) (laughs) cheap
1: I mean, if, if you newly promote promoted, I know Pukki had a great game, but Norwich were all over them. They made them look championship. They, If you'd said one team had just come up from the championship and one had been in the Premier League for a few seasons, you'd be choosing Norwich as the it's, Premier League team.
2: It's weird, though, that there'd be such a difference because Chelsea fans have been telling us how bad, as of a manager, Rafa is <laughs> ever <laughs> since he left. And so you'd think they would be...
1: I, I, I'd never said he's a bad manager. I just hated him.
2: You'd the be the only one there. I, uh, he,
1: I mean, he is a good manager. Just not when he's at Chelsea. I just hated him because of previous things. It's like, I don't know. He's it's like, a, It's another player, isn't it, that you absolutely despise in City Pursuit. It's like De- Diego Costa. I was actually,
2: him. I was putting myself in these shoes when I was thinking about this earlier mm. and I thought the closest thing to how Chelsea fans talk about um, Rafa is if tomorrow Emery got sacked Jose was put in charge yeah. there is no secret to how I've spoken about Jose in the past I think I'll this, tell you now I'd be all over it I would yeah. lap every little bit of that up but then I probably would slag him off once he left Yeah. so I can see the point yeah but
0: then Chelsea it, fans didn't even look like rough yeah. when he was there they what, still slagged what, 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 well, him <laughs> he what, was lifting the trophy and they were like oh, I fucking hate this what, bloke well what, what,
1: this, is, this is it people were chanting fat Spanish waiter," <laughs> and <laughs> the Chelsea fans joined in and it came, I remember I actually went to watch his first game in charge against Fulham, just after Di Mateo was sacked, and it was the weirdest atmosphere <laughs> I've ever heard at Stamford Bridge. The whole stadium just abusing our own manager because of stuff that he said about Chelsea in the past. But the, at the least you know they, you know, you know they say football fans are fickle. At least Chelsea fans stood by their guns, and they fucking hated him when he was the Liverpool manager. And they fucking hated him when he was there, and they still hate him now. And
2: yeah, They stuck by their opinions from the early 1900s as yeah. well, as we've seen. So there's not much else to say about Norwich. than did a job. We we yeah. said about them sticking by their guns. Yeah, who's who's to say if they'd shut up shop last week, they wouldn't have been as fresh to yeah. play this way this week. There was apparently a big inquest at Newcastle over the weekend. They had their day off cancelled. Dummett, who, as a centre-back, I'm not sure you can be the one complaining here after your mm. performance, but he said a lot and he said that look, we can't just look around and blame everything on the outside. We've got to start looking at each other and making tackles and this. So, interesting to see what happens there. They've got Spurs away next, so <laughs> let's see what yeah. happens. Other three o'clock games, I don't think there's too much. Villa fell to Bournemouth, extending uh, Jack Grealish's run to 20 games without a <laughs> Premier a horrible, League win. Horrible record, though. For the first time, has it been on that Sky advert for ages, whatever advert it is, with the blokes saying, in the barbershop saying, I'll have the Grealish? Or has that just been added?
1: I
0: don't no, know. It depends on how um, long the advert is that they show, because yeah. on the full yeah. length one. It, yeah, because that
2: spun me when I saw <laughs> yeah. it on, on Saturday. I was like, what the hell? Uh, Everton snuck past Watford. I think they're still waiting to find their best side. Uh, Danny Welbeck came off the bench for Watford to make his first appearance. Brighton held West Ham. Uh, Brighton are actually West Ham's bogey team. So it was an article about Arsenal and Burnley and Brighton. That for West Ham. West Ham cannot get a win against Brighton. So <laughs> I, I backed Brighton in my bet. Obviously, didn't pay off, but looks like Graham Potter's doing a good job. If it
1: wasn't for Yeah, far, yeah.
2: And Wilshire has uh, made another appearance. And I think he played 90 minutes again. Saturday night then, the Spurs hoodoo against City.
1: It was the weirdest game I've ever seen. Yeah. Because, you know on FIFA, when you just just it Man City are all over them here. They're all over them. And it just did not go in.
2: Well, he brought it before. You think it's scripted.
1: Yeah, that that's, that. that's what it seemed like. It's one of those games where you think... And then you see the end stats of, what, 30 attempts by Man City and three by yeah. Spurs. It, the stage of their second goal, Spurs... Not only did Lucas Mouris, he ran on as a sub into yeah. the area and his first search was to head it in special. the net. It was two sh- two attempts and two goals.
2: I'll tell you what, from what we've heard from uh, AJ, I bet it was a rowdy night in the Jones household uh, during, <laughs> during that game. Yeah.
1: I think the funniest thing with this VAR thing though is the same things happened again. A last minute winner yeah, against so Spurs. If,
2: if, we, if we go straight there, I will say... Yeah. Me and Tiki spoke about this. Well, some of the breaks between the UFC fights on Saturday was long, so we had plenty to get into. But the first goal, Edison's had real no real critique for when he really should be saving that from
1: Lamella. Yeah, so what he's done is he's got his bearings completely wrong. And the header straight rotten. at him. So, yeah. Th- again, 100% agree with you. The, the Keepers Union as well. The goal you can see with the Lamella one is it's the first chance he's had and you can tell that he's just it's switched off because he's had absolutely nothing to do you know when commentators always say and it's their favourite line always done well to keep himself sharp even though he's had nothing to do and it's it's like that's his job his job is to be sharp when he's called (laughs) upon so it's like you praising him even though he's had nothing to do there's
2: that clip of Carragher isn't there where he said he hates nothing more than a keeper that starts
0: screaming at defenders after they make a save he's like that's
2: your job We, we can't stop all of them yeah did
0: so, you hear him, by the way, when Zuma tried it one from thirty yards? Yeah. So was in yeah. game, like, what, what are, are you, you doing? But he said, he,
1: "I, I, I like literally he's, mirrored the, exactly yeah. what he said at the same." He's time. done that
2: before, hasn't he? Well, who was it? Was it like a it was like a Chelsea or United player or someone? He's L- it, it wasn't,
1: wasn't right? not. He's not Lovren.
2: It was. It was. It was. It was Lovren. Yeah. It was
1: left foot as well, and it went <laughs> straight into Rose's <laughs> But yeah,
2: he held himself back as well because he, was, he yeah. was like he, he was he, started, he, he said clown at first, didn't he? He was yeah. like, "What a clown!" And then he went, "You, what has he done that?" Yeah, man? yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, going back to the Spurs game, just to critique Edison on that. he switched off completely, and I don't know if they've done this on purpose because they like to have the keeper playing out from the back. But if you look at the way the pitch is cut at the Etihad, they've got a straight line right down the middle of the pitch. And that is done, I believe, for the bearing of the keeper because he plays as a sweeper. So wherever he is on the pitch, he knows where the centre of the goal is. Uh, yeah. And even though that's there, he's still stood three yards to his <laughs> left. And the, the Lamella goal was like down the middle of the that's goal. That's
2: quite insightful for some of the breakdowns we have yeah, on here. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> it's because
1: he plays so far at the pitch. So every keeper in this goes down, right down to Sunday League, will cut, like, kick out the centre of their goal out of their six-yard box so they don't have to look back at the goal so they can always look down to see what's in front of them. Some players do at the edge of the 18-yard box as well.
2: I can't speak from experience because I was always in a team where the goalkeeper couldn't take his own goal kick he <laughs> yeah. had the centre-back taking him. We had, we had a keeper that um, twice in one game pinged the centre-back in the back of the head from, <laughs> and you know uh, Mill Lane Park, so yeah. beyond the goals Horrible there's all those good. bollards where yeah. the car park is and he had it once. I think we were playing some one of the forest teams are a rowdy bunch. Yeah. They all are So the ball's gone right beyond the goal and he's gone all across the car park, he's got it, and he's got it in his hands and he's ran all the way up to about two yards and gone to boot it back onto the pitch. Booted it off the bollard, <laughs> right to the back of the car park again, <laughs> had to run back and get it. You think that's enough? He's done it again, the second time.
1: it was just time wasted. Yeah.
2: Well, well we were all about eight nil down. Yeah. So, so this was the thing, so I mean, I don't think I've ever had Mongo more than playing for that team sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, and that didn't help the situation. No. That was one where you had to that You Sunday had to noon. be a traitor and turn to like the guy you were marking and go, oh, "Yeah, he's like this every, t- every yeah. time." <laughs> <laughs> he's always
1: like this. He's useless.
2: So if we get onto the VAR decision, then in yeah. particular, so it's not a VAR issue, is it? It's an issue with the it, rules. It's the rule.
1: Yeah. So with VAR, and I've been saying this, especially with the offside rule. The rules need to be changed if you're going to be using VAR. So, for example, my theory is there has to be clear daylight between players for it to be offside now if you're going to be using VAR, because it is so close. So, and again, like in cricket where there's an umpire's call, so whatever the on-field decision is, if it is too close to call by VAR, then it stays with the on-field decision. I have to feel it has to go that way.
2: Someone tweeted saying that... uh... FIFA haven't been able to get City with the financial fair play, and so their conspiracy is that VAR. these VAR decisions are their way of evening the playing field. That's yeah. saying you know what you yeah. did. I've
1: also seen one of um, Gabriel Jesus smashing up a VAR like like TV station.
2: He turned to the camera on Saturday and went, "VAR is shit." Yeah. yeah,
1: it's like blaming blaming VAR. But if we go to the actual decision. You're gonna to have to change the rules because if you're gonna be slowing it down to something like that, and again, the rule is if it touches a defender in the arm, it's not a penalty. But if it defends, uh, if it's the attacker, it leads to a goal or if it leads, yeah, if it leads to a goal, it is.
2: There's the clip of the kid, and I hate these kids that film themselves during yeah, the whole the game. One. And have you seen the the kid from the Champions the League who was filming himself? When they scored in the Champions League and he's celebrating, and he does it for this goal and he's filming it and he goes, VAR can't save you this time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then it, yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's halfway
2: it's, through chanting Campioni. Yeah. And then he looks and he goes,
1: What? Yeah. By the way, the absolute state of so city. I've, I've got to say, the absolute state of City fans, there were so many empty seats and you're seeing arguably one of the best Premier League teams to ever play.
2: Every Liverpool fan I've spoken to about it today and yesterday has got kind of all like the game, you can't be having this. And then you you see that little moment they go, I mean, I'm not complaining, we're City yeah. dropping points. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's, it it works. In, I mean, they will balance themselves out these decisions because they, they do. So, for example, that...
2: I never agreed with that. And ask so Pep for, now if he believes that. So, well,
1: so for example, look at last season. That the one that I'm thinking back to, the one that var in my mind should be used for is Liverpool versus West Ham. James Milner is about four yards offside, but like he is. So far offside, it's comical.
2: Hang on, because we had a VAR offside decision in the Nations League, and you yeah. said they should have ignored the offside. <laughs> yeah. and let yeah. it stand.
1: No, but this is this is what I'm saying about clear daylight. VAR is, in my eyes, brought in to make up for decisions that are so obvious. Do you not
2: think, though, if if you then lose to a goal that you can see as offside and they're going, but he's not offside enough?
1: I think, again, it's daylight. in In my eyes, the reason why... Is because you've got to give the advantage to the attack of the attackers. You want to see goals in football, and you want to celebrate moments in football. And I had it in midweek when Chelsea played in the Super Cup. I don't at the ground. Yeah, when there was goals going in, and I know it's it wasn't VAR, it was this late flag rule that they've adopted. But I was celebrating goals, and then sitting back down again, thinking, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Yeah. And then celebrate the second goal that got given offside, and I was just there. <laughs> Like, for fuck's sake! Yeah. And then we lose on penalties to a keeper that's come way off his line, that hasn't been punished by VAR. So it's like, they've got to be continuity. I think that's what the problem is with everyone at the moment. So there's if, no continuity in all the decisions that are being made.
2: If you take hating Liverpool out of it, it probably is good for the league at the end of the 90 minutes. I mean,
1: yeah, so for example, I don't, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want City to win the league this season because they'll go level with Chelsea for Premier Leagues, which I just don't want to happen. I
2: spoke to a Liverpool Sorry, fan. I wouldn't
1: mind Liverpool winning their first ever Premier League title.
2: I spoke to a Liverpool fan at work last week and he said to me, uh, he was like, usually you lose a game and people say, oh, don't overreact to just one game. He was like, for Liverpool, every every time you lose a game now, you feasibly might be losing the league yeah. with <laughs> losing it's, one game. No, it's, yeah, it,
0: it's true. And it's yeah. already like that.
1: That's exactly what it is like, because it's the margins that are in it. It's like Danny Ings miss... And that VAR decision could be the difference. That would that would have been the difference last season. Yeah. So you win the league or not? Yeah. That one, what it comes down to. It's
0: crazy. And away from Varsite, if you just look at the game it was just so incredibly one sided that between like two of the top teams in the league, but it was just it's just such a landslide between City and them. Spurs could barely get out there and a half. Like
1: City looked amazing like i was watching something
0: like 30 attempts yeah. to free or something yeah, it's like, yeah that's that, exactly that's what like it a, a relegation battle and, team and
1: I, I was like i was watching the game thinking it's like you're playing fifa on amateur mode, and you are just playing keep ball and cutting them it, open whenever you it want it feels
2: like when you play barca in the champions league and yeah. i said this that you score and you almost you celebrate briefly and go i almost wish we hadn't done that because, because now, now they're going to switch wo- on now you've woken them up yeah, yeah. Last bit on City then, and then we'll get on to the Chelsea game before we finish. So, De Bruyne looks bang up for it this season. If he can stay on form, I, I
1: did. I did say that he's their best player. and I got laughed I, at.
2: No, I don't think anyone doubts it. It's the fact that you usually can't keep him on for a yeah, whole season.
1: And I'm hoping to. Well, I'm hoping that he doesn't stay fit. It sounds bad. Like,
2: you just look like if you can keep him on job all season. I, th-
1: I think Gary Neville put it perfectly, where it was like. These aren't crosses; these are passes. Yeah.
2: He he said that he, the strikers, literally told him this season. They said, "Look, if we see you have the ball, we know you're gonna where you're gonna put it. So don't yeah. even just don't even worry about taking time; just play it straight away." Yeah. Also, Pep has got himself in a bit of a situation now where he's got to keep Jesus happy as a young striker, and he's also got to keep Agüero happy, and. They say, look, the manager says you don't want a player to be happy coming off. You also don't want a player to strop. When it was a three o'clock game, it's a bit different. But when you know the world's cameras are watching you yeah. and you act up like that, you got to know when you're at this age. You you can't stay fit for a whole season anyway. They're gonna manage your legs.
1: Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen the, the dubbed dubs, over yeah. the bloody ragging bloody one? <laughs> that is the best dubbed video I've seen today well, in football in a I long today time. saw
2: you know the clip of. Pep doing the team talk, the yeah. one where his arms are all over the place yeah. and they've dubbed uh, the noises from Brent's dance yeah. in the office over the top of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's brilliant. If, if we get on Chelsea then, so, yeah. well, first of all, say Palace vs Sheffield was a game that absolutely nobody needs ever, let alone on a Super Sunday. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, you're thinking, well, who, who hasn't played on Saturday? What What's the early kick-off that, on Super Sunday? That. And then you look at it and you think, how have you advertised that as Super <laughs> Sunday? Can you have not picked one better game to put that day?
0: They should they should load a game like that as your... Because you know Liverpool kicked the league off on the Friday night. They should have shoved a game like that on Friday night. Yes. Because people are so buzzing for the return to the Premier League, they will watch anything. Yep. So you should get your shit game in
2: then. Even like a Monday game or a Friday game feels like bonus football. It yeah. feels like it's yeah. outside of your allocated amount. So yeah. you kind of take it then. Sunday is literally... If you're not working you have pretty much dedicated the day to staying in and watching the football on yeah. T V. So,
1: usually hungover from the night before, yeah. <laughs> vegetating on the sofa and just <laughs> sticking there and thinking oh, I'm gonna sit through palace. They're not gonna have that's, a hangover. Yeah, no, that, that that that's where the hangover you do fall asleep in and just hope the four thirty games are decent one.
2: So tale of two hours for Chelsea to be in a pundit mode. Yeah. Great first half. mount has got his goal. Yeah. That's what you will all have wanted him
1: I th- I think that is the dream. Since John Terry, we've we've wanted a young English player b- to break into the you, it break Abraham. into team. <laughs> so he yeah, had like Ruben Loftus Cheek last season and Hudson Odoi, but they both out injured. So the next one to come through is Mount, and I've been singing Mount's praises for years and years, and he's finally got his chance. And his goal was brilliant. It's exactly what Lampard wants: is that high press and the, the the speed and the judgment to go and gamble on that. And then they're finished whilst he's fallen over after he's been fouled. I think it's brilliant.
2: Ashley Cole did an interview with like a smaller outlet, I can't think who it was, and they asked him and they said, look, I can't profess to have watched Derby religiously last season. Is it that there's just a space in the team there with no signings, or is he that good? And he said, no, honestly, he, he is that good. Yeah.
1: I mean, it goes to show he's what 20 years old and he's started straight into Chelsea's first team. I know we've got a transfer ban, but he's keeping Ross Barkley out of the team.
2: Which, Hang on, you said Barkley was a different player this yeah, season.
1: Yeah, this is what I mean. He actually played really well in pre-season. He started all of preseason. and now he's just completely been he's dropped for
2: that Jody Morris for, effect. For,
1: for, Mason, for Mason Mount. Um, we looked shit on it, like shot for shovel the first 15 minutes. We looked really, really good. And again, it looked like where we'd left off the last couple of games. And then you could just feel that the intensity just dropped. And call that midweek legs, call that what you will. But... Something stops working in Leicester, which aren't a bad team. Really grew it, into the game. It's
2: weird because if you'd won last week, if this was midway through the season, you would say a point against Leicester isn't a bad result. So
1: the last two seasons, for a trip away at Old Trafford and a trip at home to Leicester, we had one point for the both of the last two seasons. So it's not panic I, stations. By any I saw
2: catch. it. I saw it described as um, Leicester being. The hardest of the teams that you're expected to beat. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what they are. They're the closest to the top six. Um, I know Everton have made some really good signings and whatnot, but I still think Brendan Rodgers, with the style of football that he plays and the players that he has, with kind of pace, Jamie Vardy's pace really opened Chelsea up and, on Saturday uh, if on, if in the second half.
0: Leicester had actually released the ball a few times to him on time. We then- he could have called you it, but we so could, many times we, they just waited just a bit too long and he was offside. We could
1: have gone in 4-0 up, but by the end of the game we could have lost yeah, 5-1. Like, like it's you said, really it's, weird.
0: It is the most pundit thing ever, but yeah. it, it really was a game of two halves. In terms yeah. of, Like you said, I was particularly shocked at how good Chelsea looked, actually, in terms of they were yeah. all over. It wasn't just yeah. how like the passing football, the pressing was great, yeah. they looked bang up for it, and then... The second half I don't know what was said in the dressing room well, you saw they, just, you they saw, came out and it was just you saw it was it. like two different teams because Leicester didn't yeah. look anything like that in the first half you either. saw it
1: towards the end of the first half and you could see Leicester creeping in and getting a foothold mm. and you're thinking right let's not give away a goal before half time get back in but, and get back out there refreshed mm. and it was just like a yeah, continuation be, yeah. of the last five minutes that's the first what half. you
2: want for a Super Sunday game just a close back and forth one it like was that. end to yeah, end right to the end yeah. it was I, I saw an interview with uh, James Madison earlier and I the reason I was going to bring this up, first of all, he said that all he's heard now and he's sick of it, but he knows he has to stay with it, is for the last two seasons, every time he meets someone new, they think it's funny to say, um, Peng called Madison. And he said, it's he's like, it's, it's not that funny anymore, is it? <laughs> yeah. But he was asked in this interview, what do you like to do in your, in your free time? And I was going to say, if there's anything that you have where You've heard a player speak outside of football and it's made you change your opinion of him. Mm. He said that his favourite thing to do is to go into the city centre and have a coffee. He said there's a coffee club at Leicester. He said it's him, uh, Ben Chilwell, um, Andy King and he said uh, Johnny Evans occasionally comes in and he said uh, they sit around with they vanilla lattes and they do whatever the crossword is there and they just oh, like to sit not there in their, their free time. Oh, and,
1: see, I can't they, relate to
2: that. They tried, much. they tried preaching to him in this interview. They're like, if you're not thought about going maybe for almond milks veering away, they're like, because you got to think how weird it would be if you had a, like a baby cow being fed like human breast milk and he was like, B- but it's not. It's, it's a human <laughs> <you> know, cow's <laughs> yeah. milk. and they're like, just think about it. He's like, if it's not broke, it's just yeah. d- don't fix it. But
1: I mean, I can't relate with them at all because I work for a coffee company, and today we had coffee tasting training. I've had four coffees. How can you train your taste buds? Honestly, well, I'm not going to get into it now. <laughs> not, definitely not get into it now. But uh, I've had four coffees, and like, usually one does me, and I feel like my veins are going to burst out <laughs> my arms. I'm crashing so hard. It's horrible. I don't understand how can anyone can drink more than one coffee a day.
2: It made me think of just different character on and off the pitches. I was on here cursing him every week, Ox, towards his end of the time with Arsenal, and I would for ninety minutes I would hate everything mm. about him, and yeah. then he get in the interview after. I feel quite bad now. You seem like yeah, quite, yeah, quite a like nice bloke. a really bloke. nice chat, yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, just going back to Chelsea, I think it's a lot of naivety. You can tell it's a young team, and I saw Ian Holloway today. He was like, Christ. he's he said again on TalkSport. He said, Frank Lampard, I don't know what he's doing in games like that you need experience and he's taken off Jorginho and he's left Mason Mount on and I was there like he's taken off Jorginho for Kovacic who is oh, the same yes. position as him and you're not going to put Jorginho in a number 10 role because mm. that's not where he's most effective so I don't even like do these pundits think before they open their mouths sometimes I'll I forward you an
2: article after print screen it unless you get the Athletics like month trial and they were talking about Lampard behind the scenes and all the little things he does but it's, yeah. it's really interesting I, no, please. No, they I were really saying understand. that Conte um had someone specific who handpicked a certain amount of nuts and seeds that each player had to eat every single day because he said it would really affect their performance and he said Lampard pretty much came straight in and said look you're all fully grown blokes we're not going to have petty fines I'm not going to tell you what sauces you can have on your food if, if you're not training well enough you're not going to play so yeah. that should be enough for you
1: I think again I'm echoing it this season's kind of a free hit like, it's a season like, as soon as Reese James is fit right back and I love Aspilicueta and I've loved him for years but his performances are costing us goals at the moment at right back um, it's that head carrying around like, that head yeah, like I'm I, I don't believe in all the hate that he's getting that should be redirected straight towards William <laughs> um, but as soon as Reese James is fit and Loftus-Cheek is fit and hudson Adoy is fit and we can give another winger a bit of respite because Pedro is great with the ball at his feet but he runs now like he's running through Treacle he run, he looks like he's running really fast because his legs are so yeah. short but then you just see someone striding to catch up <laughs> with him will like a walking
2: pace. your next two games are Norwich away and Sheffield at home yeah. so there could be a completely different perspective in two games time yeah. And and I think games, it's like Brighton or Newcastle or someone after that. Yeah, we've so. got a
1: fairly easy run and then we get into Spurs and City and stuff like that. Yeah, which we've is, got
2: Liverpool away, Spurs at home next for yeah. our next two games. So. so,
1: things could change drastically. But, again, Leicester is not an easy game. I'm glad we've got it out of the way now. We could have lost that game. I will take a point. May mm. night was a learning point. I guess just try and kick on from him. Blood the youth and give him as much experience as you possibly can.
2: Yeah, Unless anyone else has anything to chip in. So, what... I know we mentioned last week about UFC coverage. I think what we'll do is either once a fortnight or once a month, either me, TK, Troy, whoever, we'll dedicate maybe an episode to covering that kind of thing because I know with have no shots at them. It's difficult to schedule it in when you want to have everyone there talking football if we've got us three and Alex there. Mm-hmm. So if we do like a roundup of it every so often, we get, we'll have more interviews and that up on the website soon. So we'll be able to cover it off in that way and still keep everything because I know you weren't here so I'm preaching to the choir kind of thing but when we started the podcast the whole thing was like we aren't just football we do mm-hmm. everything so we cover the American side the English side and we'll have NFL and that back soon anyway so yeah. we'll have a bit of that because I know you'd like NFL as well so we'll yeah NFL all that.
1: I mean, a bit of cricket but yeah, yeah. if you want so, so we'll get, get into a bit of that. we'll
2: get into all that hopefully i have Alex back uh with us next week because hopefully uh he would have had quite a bit to say about Spurs, I'm sure, yeah. this week. So. But anyway, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Spitballing Pod. Hopefully you haven't been too offended by the first 12 minutes or so of that podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you could, as always, give us a like, share, repost, Spotify, SoundCloud and iTunes, and we'll be back next week. Thank you.